Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, welcome to the HJ podcast with me, Danny Kelly, where today we've been doing it in the Doctor's Pub in Edinburgh, in the middle of the Edinburgh Festival. Among the many, many highlights, you'll hear the return uh, to National Radio of Mike Parry. Simon Brodkin, who used to know as Lee Nelson, very funny indeed. And then a man who thinks it's funny to take his brother on holiday to Chernobyl. That's the kind of standard we've reached. Ignore the England team throwing away the ashes and listen to the H&J podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. I am the aforementioned Danny Kelly, sitting in what's normally the Hawksby and Jacobs show, but for different reasons. Good luck, Paul. Um, Hawksby and Jacobs are not here. It's me and an ever-moving cast that I'll explain to you later of people performing at the Edinburgh Festival. Yes, it's the annual event uh, where Hawksby and Jacobs comes uh, from the world's leading arts festival, comedy festival. Call it what you want. Let me paint a picture for you. Let me first of all say, um, in the interest of courtesy, that uh, uh, co-flying with me for the whole three hours, I'm delighted to say that uh, um, I suppose stand-up comedian, sports fan, all-round good guy, Ivo Graham is with me. Hello, Ivo. Hello, Danny. Thank How you did you get roped into this? Um, uh, with a phone call a few days ago, and I said it would be an honour. Now, I will tell you later on about the acoustics and the particular snug that we're working in. For suffice to say that I, re- I overheard a conversation uh, between Ivo and somebody else a few minutes ago when he said, I pulled up in an Uber, and I heard it as I pulled up in a U-boat. Um, it was, I mean, if the show could be that good, if it's going to be that good, it's going to be great. Let me paint a picture for you. For those of you who don't know, the historic and beautiful and stone-cut uh, city of Edinburgh is in fete, uh, on fate this time of year as the Arts Festival comes. Of course, it's famous for the comedy that it does. We'll be talking to lots of comedians over the course of the next three hours. But there's all sorts of things going on here, circus and dance and all the rest of it. We'll probably give the dancers a bit of a swerve, I imagine. Um, but the city looks beautiful. It's also incredibly busy. Um, if you want to... It's what it, if you imagine Dawn of the Dead, but for really brainy people, that's exactly what Edinburgh looks like as they wander around from one event to another. Must get tickets, must see comedy. And um, we'll, we'll talk more about that. And if I might narrow it down then, we're actually broadcasting from a lovely pub, it's a Green King pub called The Doctors. Um, and it's called The Doctors because I, I suspect it's connected with the old, old infirmary hus- just the over old the road. infirmary just across. That's it, Ivo. You've done your research. Well, I was about to make something up there. Thank you for that. <laughs> and there are all kinds of um, surgical instruments and the cupboards from hospital uh, dispensaries all around the place. And so that sounds great as well. And you can hear in the background people are watching the cricket, having their lunch, having a drink. We, in truth, have been put into what, let's be fair, used to be the cleaner's cupboard. 
Um, I can still see the tide marks um, where the old mop used to be left against the wall here. Um, so it, when you think about the glamour of the Edinburgh Festival and this beautiful pub that we're sat in, have a little, you know, a small amount of sympathy for myself and Ivor and our absolutely rotating cast, a carousel, if you like, a revolving carousel of guests. Uh, during the next couple of hours that uh, we're stuck in what I can only describe as the form of broom cupboard. We have got, hilariously, we've got a little sign that lights up that says Talk Sport. It's about the size of a tissue box and it says Talk Sport. Ca just in case the millions who are wandering around here trying to look at the great and the good of comedy and every other art form are uh, under any illusion. We are here. We are Talk Sport. We'll have much more of this sort of stuff for you in soon. And I say, some great guests for you. Some you all know from television, some from radio. The budget, once I was flown in, we couldn't afford Frank Skinner or Al Murray, so they won't be coming. Um, but uh, I've, I've, take, I've largely hoovered up their fee. Uh, welcome to Hawksby and Jacobs with me, Danny Kelly, and him, Ivo Graham. Elliot Steele will be joining us soon as well as we get stuck into what should be a belting show from the Edinburgh Festival. Had the music's run out, hasn't it, about 45 minutes ago? Yeah. Ivo, um, my, I've, I've just, uh, as I say, I've just arrived here from Ireland. I know you're working here all the time. I mean, obviously that picture I painted there was absolutely Van Gogh-esque in its brilliance, but um, talk to people just, first of all, about, about the festival. And it, it's amazing that a city of this size, um, and it's quite an imposing city with all the big stone buildings, can be completely overtaken by an arts festival. Yes, um, you get the impression that some of the residents of Edinburgh enjoy it more than others. Um, but I've been coming for nine years. And it is, it is. It's an experience like nothing else, really. It is the, the picture you painted was both uh, romantic and entirely accurate. It's people wandering around, sheltering from whatever extreme weather conditions have been served up that day, trying to get into anything that might be good, that have got five stars from a student blog they're not entirely <laughs> sure exists. And, uh, and then just a load of people like me trying to make any sort of impression before the month runs out and you go back to your old sad lives. Did you start in the... Uh, I'm right in thinking that there is the main, um, the main festival, um, you know, with Skinner and Murray and all those that we can not afford to get here on this show. If you and then there's the fringe. Are they two things the same, really? Is it just some are big shows and some are small shows? Well, despite your, your obvious admiration for the work of Skinner and, and Murray, um, they are actually both part of the fringe. They're, they're big dogs uh, within it, but it's, it's not no. a separate issue. You know, they're slumming it with the rest of us for this month. Okay. Whereas the festival, I believe, is a, is a more a broader uh, arts festival. Yeah. And the Fringe is more specifically the comedy and theatre wing of it. And, of course, the, uh, that brings with it all the usual things of music and dancing and all the rest of it. And I, I very nearly make the show because uh, we're outside doing, Ivo and I, outside doing the sort of um, promotional things that we have to do now for social media. Um, Sorry, let me take the contempt out of my voice. We were doing the promotional things for social, social media, and immediately across from us there's a little park, and I saw two guys, and of course, anyone who buy, still buys records, um, old vinyl, will know exactly what I'm Thin guys with beards, because they're the men who run, and there's no women, they're the men who run the second-hand record industry. I went, I, we had about five minutes to go before we were on. I said, I'll be back in a minute. I've been across, I, I, didn't, I didn't go through, I didn't uh, dig in the crates yet, because I just said, how long are you here for? Eight o'clock if the weather holds. Okay, I told him, don't try, don't sell the reggae, don't sell the scar, I'll be back. Um, but it, it is amazing the way uh, I think I've, it's, it's almost, it's like an organism as I've been walking around. You've got the, 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 the audience, these people who are here are like a bloodstream all through the streets. Mm. And then they're just going to, and everything sprouts up around it. Little events, there's a brilliant thing outside there, I, I suppose it's part of the arts, I hope it's part of the... Um, as I was crossing the road, I hope it's part of the, the festival because there was a chalk outline of a body. Oh, yeah. And it says CSI 2 pm. So I pre presume it's an event, not an actual drive by. 
Well, it would be the perfect place to get away with that sort of thing, Edinburgh, because people would just presume it was part of some student improv show. Um, well, I'm going to go... I mean, at 2 o'clock, I might send whoever's here, maybe even you, out to see what's going on with that. Um, talk to me, because we have hand-picked, cherry-picked, some would say, um, the people who are going to be helping us with the show. Um, and the only rule was, they must like some sport. There will be someone who don't. They must like some sport, otherwise it's going to seem very odd. Mm. Um, give us your credentials, lay them on the table, show us your medals. My medals uh, include a uh, long-time fan of the lower league Supremos Swindon Town Football Club, uh, currently running high second in League Two, and I'd love to talk about them for as long you, as you, possible. You will get, believe me, we've got three hours. You'll be talking about it much longer than you want to, trust me. Um, I'm a big fan of the cricket and a nice Edinburgh tradition, which uh, me and several sort of similarly-minded friends have enjoyed over the years, is to watch the Ashes when it's on during the festival. Uh, we'll be talking to Andy Zaltzman about today's second test as it unfolds. If only we could afford Andy Zaltzman. It'd be amazing if he would turn up. Well, well fingers well, crossed the purse strings are loosened a little in the next Such a per you know, regular on the show and everyone loves him, but I don't suppose we'll get Andy at this stage. Um, one of the things that happens to you when you get to what I might call late middle age, let's call it that for the sake of argument, is you start to lose the ability to judge how old people are. Right. They're just young people, an amorphous mass. Um, are you old enough to remember, that, I mean, all your hair is dark, and all, are you old enough to remember when Swindon in the top league? Uh, not really, <sighs> no. I was three years old and I'm told it was a superb time. Martin Ling. Well, I've been more aware of Martin Ling as, uh, as manager of Swindon in uh -huh. recent years um, and as a sort of old hero of the, and Glenn of the 90s. Hoddle. Oh, God. No, listen, I'm aware it was a very special time, but it didn't last very long, did it? Well, but, I mean, surely that was a suddenly upland. Swindon Town, I'm going to say these words again. Now he's skinny, won't, he won't go for me. Swindon Town not supposed to be in the top level of English. No, football. of course not. Their, their natural milieu, let's I'll, I'll, I'll pick, test pick it. Pick a tier. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going. Championship? Well, I used to think it was the championship because that was what we were in, or, or then uh, the Division One when I started really following them, and we Sweet. were relegated immediately to what's now League One. So I thought, well, that's probably our natural home now. There it is. That is League, League, League One, one is, is, is yeah. Swindon's natural place. Well, isn't we're it? in League Two now, so we're, we're long overdue a return to the to the glory years. And it strikes me as well as you go out the M4 and you get there, it's really. I mean, I don't count Bristol because that's a strange city on its own, isn't it? Once you get to Swindon, right. past Hungerford, onto Swindon, that is the last outpost really of football. I know there are outliers like, wow. like Plymouth. Once you're that far west, oh, you're into rugby union, aren't you? Our talkie fan producer oh, hang on, I produce not delighted to hear that. Yeah. Similarly, uh, fans of Exeter City, Cardiff City, Swansea City, Newport yeah. County. No, no, no see, the, 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 that's Welsh football. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. How many bridges do you want to burn this early in the show, Danny? I, I, watch, I, I know, watch me. I keep the bridge-building union. They love me. because the Seven Bridge, though. Uh, they, have, they, 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 they come along with their big um, sort of Meccano kits and rebuild all the stuff that I destroy in the three hours. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. to the H&J Show. Let's call it Danny Kelly Show for the sake of accuracy today. Uh, coming to you live from the Edinburgh Festival, Ivo Graham, stand-up comedian and Swindon fan, is... Uh, here he is. I'm back from wherever ablutions he was undertaking there. And I'm delighted to say that our next guest here... Yeah, let's call it the snug, shall we? And to try to mean rather than the uh, cleaner's cupboard. It's not fair uh, to call it that. Um, a voice perhaps a little bit new to you here on TalkSport. Another one. Um, is the phrase all too familiar? I'll tell you about it. They, they are individually brilliantly talented people and increasingly um, uh, working as a firm. Uh, Jacob Hawley is a stand-up comedian and Arsenal fan. We, for we forgive both those things. We're easy going here. <laughs> and Mike Parry is 
a broadcasting legend. Hello, Mike. Uh, hi, guys. And, Danny, it's very, very kind of you. Uh, what I do now is walking through the streets of Edinburgh today, you know, and the fringes here, and people stop me and say, excuse me, are you Mike Parry? I say, well, I used to be. Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure, Mike. That would be the first question I ask you. to be saying, you are Mike Parry. Why are you wearing a Tamashanta? Well, I'm wearing a Tamashanta to pledge my troth with my friends from the north, as you might say. You know what I mean? And bit, they, uh, they love that sort of thing, don't they? Yeah, yeah well, of course People they turning do. turning up in any sort of souvenir yeah, yeah, well, well, exactly. You know, that's a bit harsh to say that, I feel, because you know what I deliberately did? When I got some promotional material made for the fact that Jake and I are going to be doing a work up here, I said, look, I don't want all these cheap, tatty things. Don't put me in a kilt. You oh, know, right. don't, don't, yeah. don't have thistles all over the place. Don't have, in a, have me in a tamashanta. What do they do? Put me in a kilt and a tamashanta and thistles. And you've but never I, looked better, Mike. You've but never but better. I respect Scottish people for their culture, for their heritage, for everything they do. Um, let me just make absolutely certain, because I've worked with you a lot, Mike. Yes. Is Scotland on the place you're banned from for saying terrible things about them? No, it's no. not at all. I okay. always get the heavy, the hair on you, take the low road, I'll be a Scotland for Okay, yeah. um, and uh, the, the thing about your, your Tam and not wanting to get dressed up in a kilt, yeah. um, you're, you were in Fleet Street, you must know a man called Monte Fresco. Of course. Monte Fresco was a legendary, I'm talking to the two Ute Dem in the room now, yes. Monte Fresco was the most legendary photographer um, of out sports of, events. Out of a family of photographers. Absolutely. Yeah. And Fresco, every time you saw a really embarrassing photograph mm. of two footballers, if they were going to play against Mexico, they'd mm. be wearing sombreros, those sorts of things. Mm. Monte Fresco's name was always on it. <laughs> yes. In the, the sort mid of cultural appropriation, you just can't get away with these days. <laughs> In the mid-70s, Fulham got to the FA Cup final from the second division. Bobby was Moore was captain, wasn't he? Bobby Moore, the legendary Bobby Moore, the legendary Alan Mullery, both the team. And I remember reading in the in days before mm. the final, saying, we don't want this to become a load of old nonsense and gimmicks about veteran players and all the rest of it. Yeah. This is an important game for Fulham Football Club, and we will not be used as promotional tools. Mm. Saturday morning, Daily Mirror, Fresco's had them. They've both got their hair dyed grey and are wearing grey beards, like <laughs> yeah, they're 75-year-old yeah. men yeah. about to play in the FA Cup yeah, final. Well, you see, um, that was Fleet Street. Jacob, you haven't spoken, you haven't opened your beak yet. No, so no, I'm, I'm, I'm letting Mike do some talking for a Jacob minute, as, it, as he likes the, to do. First of all, I'd say, um, and of course it's terrible on the radio, I like your array of tattoos. Russian Mafia? Russian Mafia, indeed, yeah. yeah KGB for quite a few years yeah. now. I see, that's good. I see, I, I think the audience needs to know, if, they, if they're not laughing well enough, you just pull your sleeve up, they start to see the array of prison tats, and they yeah, think, yeah, yeah. aye, aye, better, better start giggling here. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are you, you're actually, Mike and you do work together, we'll talk about it in just a second. What are you doing at the festival? Um, yeah, I've got my solo show at the Mash House every day at 5.15. Uh, what, what, what's it? Uh, that's good. Are you juggling? What is it you're No, no, comedy. Just stand up. Just stand up for an hour. Has Mike come to watch it yet? Uh, no, no, he hasn't Have you come seen yet. it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I've been uh, here for two weeks. So no, yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jacob. No, that's is right. That, no, don't yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't like the reviews. But have people told you not to go? Mm. No, people bye. haven't told me not to go. <laughs> the, the buzz is excellent. Mm. Uh, my oh, show oh it's about the buzz, is it? Yeah, there is a buzz. There is a buzz. There's a palpable buzz. A mild buzz. Without it in daylight and on magic, what is it you talk about? Or how is it you talk about things to make people laugh? Uh, well, but the, the show's called... <laughs> It's a great question. It's yeah. almost as good as asking Andy Zaltzman for the definition of satire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do I talk about things to make people laugh? How do you talk about things to make people Look, if, you, if, you, if you're saying something that's extraordinarily funny in and of itself, yeah. then it doesn't matter about your delivery. Or, yeah. it could be about your delivery, 
And you're not talking about anything that's particularly funny. Oh, okay. I think I think it's a nice balance of good delivery and good material. That's yeah. I've got a theory about the fringe, and we've got two young gentlemen here who are both comedians and uh, very talented boys, and they're up here doing the business. It's very kind of you to say that, Mike. Uh, that's okay because there's there's about another six or seven thousand of you. And what I think is, I think you all come up here, you all do shows, and the rest of you aren't doing the shows. Come and you are the audience. It's a bit like you know. Thousands of people get together who are not very good at anything, but decide that we can. Oh, this is no, good. no, no, this, this no, no stuff. No, no. To get who, the truth. Who decide? Who spend a month in Edinburgh going round telling each other how good they are? Mike, it's hang very on, I, I just introduced you, you by telling you how good a good you are. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you, and that is very fringish. That is very much the fringe. But do you understand what I mean? Mike Parry uh, has uh, popped up to Edinburgh, <laughs> stuck right. on a kilt. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. Laid yeah. waste to everything yeah, I hold. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but but if you you know what it's like, if you if you what was the famous uh, propaganda thing? If you tell a lie long enough and tell it often enough, it becomes true. Yes, so all you guys leave Edinburgh really believing you're world beaters, and you can become world beaters by believing it yourself. Now, Jacob, you see what's happened there? He has now let all the air out of your tyres. <laughs> I don't know why you bother to work with him. Tell us about the thing you're doing together, because uh, in recent times, it's, mm. it, and it's quiet. I think... <clears throat> I don't think you knew each other. You've been put together yeah. and you're doing a brilliant podcast. Well, we, we, yeah, we met in a pub and then Mike's been kind enough to have me on his Porky Parry well, podcast. Not only that at all. I was looking for genuine talent and I mean this sincerely now, folks. I'm not having a go at the fringe now. And the thing is, if you look at it, Danny, um, you'll see it from my perspective. Think of Steptoe and Son, OK? Yes. And, of course, you knew about that sort mm -hmm. of programme, probably watched it for years. Mm -hmm. But if you imagine me as Steptoe and imagine Jake here as a slightly son. brighter version of Steptoe's son, do you see? I mean. Yeah. And uh, and the idea is that we look at life from two different perspectives. One from the millennial perspective and one from what you might call the old git grey-haired perspective. Except that I'm not an old git and I'm not grey-haired. Uh, except normally in those things it, it, it is about the younger person very patiently explaining to the older person how the world now works. But you're not going to take that because you, <laughs> you think you know better than anybody else. I mean, I'm right here, Jake, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> and also, there's not, there's not much patience on my side either because, Good. because no. of the way it's delivered. No, yeah. no, no, there's not. I have to say that the responses we get to the podcast, we get a lot of uh, comments on them, unfortunately for me, are saying that this boy's actually got, you know, a point of view which I've managed to sort of shout down uh, when I've been doing podcasts with other people, not as bright as Jake, you know what I mean? So, you know, he may have a limited future on the, on the old podcast, but it's, it's, it's great to have him there. Why is your show called Falaraki? Because uh, it's about a lad's holiday I went on when I was 18 to Falaraki, where I fell That's in been love. last year looking at you. <laughs> no, ten years ago, actually. Right. How do you think um, Mike would have fared on, on the lad's holiday to Falaraki? I think yeah. you would have had a great time with Falaraki. Well, I think, I think you enjoyed yourself. I think it's a, there's everything there that you enjoy. Yeah. There's beautiful young women. Yeah, love There's it. Cheap alcohol. Love it. Sunshine. L hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you not know he hates yeah. the sunshine. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I've noticed. And, al it? and also, from a very young age, Jake, I started to dislike mass gatherings of young male men. I've never been on a stag night. I, right. I refuse to, utterly refuse to go on a stag have night. Have you been invited? Um, have you been well, to football well, matches? Well, of course I've been to football matches, but I only sit in the good seats, so oh, I don't get down seat. with the kids and all that kind of right, stuff, okay, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I find us dark kids, but go on. Yeah, and... And the more I see of sort of mass male sort Men. of... I mean, let's face it, 
our, our people, and I'm, I'm going to, ex I'm, I'm to exempt you. Uh, not, don't exempt me, not Ivo. No, Ivo, Ivo and Jake, because they're, they're decent young men. But, I mean, there's nothing worse than seeing a crowd of British youths on holiday abroad disgusting themselves and... Uh, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, and defiling our country. I won't put up with it. If I see them, I talk to them about Did it. Did this I'd... happen in Falaraki for you? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Did you absolutely. disgust yourself that, 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 Yeah, I disgusted myself on a daily basis. What sort of yeah. play... Hey, disgusted yourself, I know, I got <laughs> that. Um, do you, the test of a, of a good men's holiday, a boy's holiday, get the, get the age group right, is how many nights you don't sleep in your own bed. Now, it could be, it could be any number of reasons. See, I, think that's disgusting. I think that's exactly <laughs> the sort of thing that Mike's talking about, actually, uh, 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 pushing uh, uh, that laddie agenda yeah, no, on this not, incredibly uh, modern and progressive remember, radio station. I can remember being to a, uh, an event many, many years ago when mm. I woke up uh, asleep wrapped around one of those double post boxes you don't see them very often now no. with the thames lapping gently at my chin yeah really. i was woke up, i well, had a few drinks mike but the, the yeah, I woke, I it was on those steps in barns yeah. and i remember i was, I was obviously um, cuddled up to the double post box and i was woke up the most beautiful alarm the thames just gently just touching the chin you know, if it didn't go in uh, your mouth you'd be uh, poisoned um i was oh, once I invited i was once invited to do a um, st george's day lunch and it was an all-male thing I, I would never do one again. It's absolutely revolting to see a group of middle-aged men together laughing and shouting and thinking that they are Jack the Lads on an all... Ma I won't go to all-male events anymore. No. OK. Well, right. you're still at least on a St George in your own time. Yeah. Uh, now, if I might, uh, just, J mm. Jacob, I want to I uh, finish with you because you're one of my very, very favourite things in the entire world. What's that? Stand up, sit up properly. Let's just sit up for a second. Get I love this. An Arsenal fan who previously only ever saw them finishing above Spurs, who didn't realise there used to be another team in North London. Now that the three, four, is it nearly five years have gone by since that last happened, how no, is I, don't, I don't think that's right. Is it, is it, I, think, I think it's three uh, years since we last finished the Arsenal? Spurs. How are things with the Arsenal? Uh, things are getting better. We've had a good transfer window. Uh, yeah, I agree You've had that. a very good transfer window. You got rid of one of your rejects and sent him to Everton for 31 <laughs> million quid. <laughs> 45, I think it was. No, we had a good transfer yeah. window. I, I, I can't stand the manager. Oh. No. I, I, I reckon he'll be gone by next year. Uh, I think we'll get back what, into What don't you like about him, Jake? Uh, he plays bad football. He plays bad football. He doesn't play the young players enough. Um, yeah, I think he'll be gone by next So that's, that's the form of your prejudice. Mine is that slicked back, very dark hair. I suspect a touch of the night about him. If, if I a touch of the night? If, if, if Arsenal sack him, if he turned up here next year doing his Dracula impression, I'd have, I'd have been unsurprised. <laughs> have you seen his new teeth? He's got himself new teeth <laughs> over the summer as well, as, that, well, as well as a new squad of that's players. That's working up towards getting the fangs for when he comes on here as Dracula. Yeah, absolutely, he's ready for it. Well, listen, it, it was almost impossible to talk to these two, Ivo, because they've got so many things going on. I think there's... So there's the Porky, Planet Porky podcast, yes. which everybody knows about. Yes. I think it's fair Absolutely, to say. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And your show is called Falaraki. Where's it on again? Uh, the Mash House at 5.15 every day. And despite, as I say, being slightly frightened of you because of your tattoos, I wish you every luck with it. And again, because we're doing this in a tiny space, I can shake hands with a guest. Nice one. Thank you for coming in, man. Bless you. Yeah, of course, yeah. Can I just add that we're doing a bit of live streaming uh, a little bit later on this afternoon. It's that one where all the hearts come across your screen, you know what I mean? Because so many people yeah. love you. You know, I love that one. Yeah, I really do. That'll be coming from Edinburgh very soon, folks. Thank you very Best much. That's Jacob Hawley there and uh, Mike Parry, who, as, as you all know, fell in love with himself as a teenager and has remained completely faithful yeah, ever since. Absolutely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at MintMobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. wanted to wear one of these as you've been hearing this is the Hawksby and Jacobs show normally but it's me Danny Kelly with my guest hosts and comedians working up here at the Edinburgh Festival where we're doing the show from uh, Ivo Graham is with me and Elliot Steele Hello, they're Danny. still here for the last hour which is fantastic and we're on TalkSport thanks to our friends at Green King we're broadcasting live from a pub called The Doctors in Edinburgh as I explained it's opposite the infirmary the ancient hospital and there's all kinds of weird doctory things it's not all fun actually there's quite a lot of weird doctory things on there and remember of course you can head to your local Green King for the biggest screens and the best atmosphere from the Premier League to the Ashes to the Rugby World Cup Green King are showing it all live uh, your home of pub sport and if you've been listening to the updates uh, here on TalkSport from Lords, there's something you can turn off isn't it the cricket because we all know where that is going now I am delighted uh, to say we're joined by another um, guest from the world of comedy who's making um, I presume a massive killing up here I've heard about the first time I'd heard about it I've been listening for the last hour or so about these bucket collections um, my next guest I'm sure is way past that sort of thing um, Simon Brodkin is joining us now comedian and prankster hello Simon how you doing very very good indeed very nice to, to meet you actually because of course we've all seen your work over the years and um, when you were Lee Nelson um, but Simon Brodkin I think is probably your real name isn't it yes so Lee correct uh, yeah. you've done your research 
research. I have, it says here in front of me. It says, I've got one sentence. They could barely bother to write one sentence oh, about he you. Went, he went and got the family tree out. Yeah. It was like a super... There's no... And, uh, and where, I like the way the fact that your show, which is on the, the Pleasance Baby Grand, yeah. let me ask the same question everyone else. Have you got a roof over your venue? There is a roof. Some it's not permanent, but there is a oh, roof. Some people are performing in courtyards and on sidewalks. It's terrible. Jester style. Now, yours, yours is, is called 100% Simon Brodkin. Yes. What percentage of your show, Elliot, is Elliot Steele? Uh, he's, well, got hundred, he's got a he's got a hundred percent chance. There's thirty percent of Mark in there. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a it's a hundred percent Elliot Steele this year. Okay, I didn't I didn't realise I'd have to give no the percentage way. of what my show was me. No way, uh, Ivo. Would you go for you? Not hundred percent, Ivo. No, it's about ninety percent my influences yeah, and ten yeah. percent I just run short every night. <laughs> so, um, so just to, so people understand, Simon, and obviously. You, it's quite a tricky thing to do. You've become very, very famous um, and successful as Lee Nelson. Yeah, you, you have. Um, I mean, look at these two. You really have. What possesses a man to, thro to throw away a, a showbiz career to equaling Charles Lawton? And you have thrown it away, Simon. <laughs> and to become 100% Simon Brodkin. I'm back to doing buckets again. There's nothing um, wrong with the bucket, mate. Um, so, what, listen, Lee was uh, one of several characters that I performed many years ago at the Edinburgh Fringe. And um, and then Lee took off and had the BBC Three series mm -hmm. alongside other characters, but Lee was what was most known for, and then that went on the tours. And then I started doing some pranks and stunts, sometimes well, starting off as Lee, and then doing them more in character as Jason, joining Man City on the pitch yep. and joining the England team. And then they started being less about the characters and more just about the stunts. So whether it be, you know, sharing the banknotes, well, that was actually as Jason, I guess, but um, giving Theresa May the P45 and joining Kanye West on stage and then they've suddenly you know what I did don't need this isn't Lee's thing anymore and uh, it felt just like the right time to come out of character and do Simon Brodkin my real name hence 100% Simon Brodkin to really hammer that message home I have yeah. been accused by some of the critics I think one of them said I was only 60% oh. Simon Brodkin oh. one of them went 80% right but you know, if anyone should know, it's I'm a majority share. Think. We can agree at the very least it's a majority <laughs> share. <laughs> Assuming that, that Lee is only put away in a, in a, in a, like a, like a, a ventriloquist dummy, you can drag him up any time you like. Do you, do you miss the stunts or do you get to a point where they've already been so successful and people start to know your face as well that you actually can't do them anymore? Um, well, the stunts and Lee... On ice, they're not. Yeah. They're not. Um, they're not. They're not locked away. You know, if a good stunt idea comes yes. along, and um, then then let's do it. And 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 Lee, I love doing Lee and love being Lee. I know there's a big appetite for Lee, but this thing feels exciting because this is suddenly I'm able to talk about things that I actually because for all whatever you can do with Lee, it's always fictitious mm -hmm. because you know he is invented, and so this this the stakes are a little bit higher. The balls are on the line a little bit more, and I'm able to talk about real things in real life. Still just as funny, um, but it feels quite exciting to be doing it as myself. Because I, I often wonder about someone like Sasha Baron Cohen with his various characters, how much time he now spends in the world where he sets something up, goes and does it, and the person just leans back and goes, you're Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> I don't want to do this. It must, it must be, I would say about nine months of every year is taken up with people saying, you're Sasha Baron I don't want to do this. And you don't want to get down that road, do you? Well, look, it means you're in a good place. If everyone's known who you are, it means you've done something right. Have, so. you, have you ever had that? Because like, your stunts are great. Have you ever, and, and the pranks and stuff, have you ever gone to do one and then just for whatever reason been like, we can't do it? Um, so there has been, well, a couple of them have taken a couple of attempts. 
Right. Um, and one of them, the plug was pulled. Um, one of them, the plug was pulled by Channel 4, actually. Really? Because um, they were following about for a year when I did the uh, Donald Trump one and the... And, and, um, um, and the... Uh, what was the other ones? Did the, oh, the Britain's Got Talent one, where I was dressed up as the Orthodox yeah, Jews, yeah. the rapping rabbi. Mm -hmm. I'm red, white and blue. Got four yeses, by the way, people. Yes, so no sense. one's taken that away from me. Um, <laughs> so that feels... That felt good. Yeah. And, um, but no, it's never been pulled because someone's recognised me. Didn't the... No, Fabry pulled one of them, didn't you end up in a cell? I've ended up in a few cells. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't count them entirely successful. If, 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 uh, the if Plod comes and gets you... I'm one of the few people that when the police comes along, that means it's mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm being arrested, it's happened. Woo! You must feel I'm like... I'm never so happy to see the police. You must in that moment just go like, oh, yeah, this is perfect, like, this is great for the, the prank. There's been nothing... Because have you, like... Do you feel like with the Donald Trump one, like it was an amazing prank? Imagine, like, is there a reaction you would, like before you did it? Did you think there could be a reaction you'd give that would actually be worse for the prank? Do you know what I mean? If he went, ah, do you know what, man? You've gone to a lot of effort. I really appreciate this. You clearly spent some money on these golf balls. I'll use it. You mean Trump? I think Trump respecting anything anyone's done <laughs> is normally a bad sign. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Ellie, just just to, just for the, uh, the, the the thousands of the handful who happens who didn't see that, explain oh, right, what, yeah. the, what the what the what the prank was. Remember, is it is the middle of the day. So that was when he was he came to Scotland to open up one of his golf resorts, and um, as he was given just before the American election, yes. Trump was giving his uh, a big speech on the green in front of the world's press and I dressed up as if I worked during the resort and got around the security and as he was giving his big speech on the green I interrupted excuse me Donald sorry I forgot to give these out earlier everyone this is the new Trump golf range and then I scattered hundreds of red golf balls all around him with swastikas on um, Trump stops his speech walks away from the podium says get him out um, secret <laughs> service look confused we were already outside uh, but it was the Scottish police then that came in and arrested me cuffed me chucked me in the back of a van and sat oh, there so crapping my pants for about. <laughs> oh, no. I've gone. Oh, no. That's I've, always going to happen. I'm, I'm so gonna... sorry. Oh, I, I'm, can we bleep that? No, Is no, that a thing? Actually, have we, we lost. We've we bleeped it. We have bleeped Amazing. It. So we, we, we have we have bleeped it, Simon. I'm, which yeah. in radio, of course, carries the very ironic thing. It's the dump button. So Is anything that... anything rude goes to the dump button. I've always thought that love, ironic. Surely as well, yeah. that should be available on some sort of extras. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. That everything that's been dumped by guests over the years. It was thrilling, oh. Simon, to Oh, my you. God, yeah. So how much has been dumped? My whole Edinburgh run? No, 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 no. Uh, you haven't been cancelled, so Only yeah. the bits where you mentioned your show, how good it is, how, how cheap it is to get it, how brilliant you are. Those bits, all gone, all gone. That just slipped out, and I do apologise. It's a direct quote from the Scots. There, like, so did you just bypass security by dressing up like you worked on the golf course? So that one, some stunts take a few, you know, days, hours, so the Kanye West one was just come up with on the day, uh, and that was trying to get stuff at Glastonbury Festival so I could sort of look like a rapper, which is not easy at the Glastonbury Festival where they're kind of selling hemp, the hemp, hemp trousers. I am now wearing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but the Donald Trump one, that was months and months and months right, of yeah. planning and reconnaissance missions and disguises mm. to get around his security. It took a lot to get around Theresa May's security at the Tory party conference. Mm. I bought a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask
ask you something because I, I suspect that these two, having known them for a whole of two hours, I now psychoanalyze them deeply. I think they do the comedy to some extent to get past the pain of the football teams they support. <laughs> it is a kind of salve, uh, salve as some people say, a kind of salve. It must be difficult to support Manchester City because yeah. nothing in your own life can ever be as good as the football team you support. Well, in my heart, I mean, Man City, it's like when I... I mean, it's funny t selling pe telling people you're a Manchester City fan and then sort of questioning yeah. whether you really are mm. because I have been used for most of my Were life there in the 90s? being congratulated for actually being a Manchester City fan so my dad's from Manchester and he always went and he was there at mm -hmm. the 68 winning um, um, league in, uh, away to Newcastle and I wasn't it was 3-2 I mean you'll be able yeah. to remember that every I... single stat ever from the from, from English football um, and so he took me to the games and I went and then you know in my mind we are with just to, to see us doing this well just doesn't quite feel right um, now City fans really used to dine out gorge out on the fact that they were underachievers and if there's a way to hit a glass ceiling they yeah. would have a handbook on how to do it <laughs> um, but now they did well and you know it's all it's, the arguments it's... about how it's being achieved um, you know another fine yesterday for the way that they actually are running the club but the football team on the pitch is a thing of beauty it's, it's insane it's it is insane I mean it's dream world can it get better I don't think it can yet the buzz of winning I think it was a way at Blackburn to get us promotion to like the championship or something yeah. is still the same as you know an, an Aguero last minute uh, to win the league I mean it just a win is a win and a trophy is a trophy and it's all relative so who do you guys <laughs> you said that like a media I trying to I know they're so lofty now Manchester City fans <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're say, and who do you follow yeah. <laughs> Crystal I've been Palace press and release Swindon by... huh? <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Palace and Swindon Swindon is very much the, uh, the bucket speech of football Swindon Swindon town Yes. Okay, well, best of luck, chap. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Simon, do you think Man City should um, help out Berry in their current plight? Um, do, you think that, do you think that's appropriate? Or Berry. Hmm? No, not, not, not by Barry. Not by Barry. No, no, no. Well, well, you, sound like, you sound like the owners we'll now. We'll extend the training pitch to each Barry. <laughs> you don't have to buy it. Just bung them a few bob. Bingham with 45 either, million you're going to spend on the next reserve. From the Manchester back. City millions or your own considerable stipend that you're no doubt pulling down for your brilliant show. Well, remind people what it's called again. It's called 100% Simon Brodkin. There is a bucket at the end of each show. <laughs> for Barry Football Club. The no, you actually pay beforehand. <laughs> so it's at the Pleasance. I've sold out the whole run, which is amazing. I've just added a third extra date uh, all at the Pleasance all at the Pleasance Courtyard in Edinburgh and it's a super pleasure to meet you thank Absolute you very much for coming in bless Cheers. you man the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport You know what, you might as well, since you know, and I keep saying we're in a Green King pub, it's a very nice pub called The Doctors here in Edinburgh, you might as well get in on the action as well. If you download the Green King season ticket app now, you get 10% off drinks and chances to win amazing prizes, including Premier League tickets. It's your home, of course, of pub sports. You'll also have been, uh, if you've been listening for the last two and a half hours, and I hope you have, uh, you're welcome along to all or any part of the, of the Fandango. 
um, you'll have heard pretty much the pattern. Um, these two, uh, Ivo and Elliot, sit there telling each other how great they are and drinking free beer. And I interview with tremendous uh, insight and uh, precision. Danny, um, there's what? no need to lord <laughs> it over us as the senior broadcaster. Another, another, well, <laughs> well, given his plan, given um, Elliot's plan for his dad to die so that he can become the king of comedy, yes. I know not you the, both not, just wait for me to talk. Not the king of comedy, my dad was not quite the king, but he was, he was, he was once famous in the noughties. It'd be nice to have that he, accolade. He still works, doesn't he? Just about. In order for new heroes to rise, the old gods must fall. Poor Mark Steele being downtrodden by his own F and B here. Fruit of his L. Um, having a right go at him. You know the pattern. Another uh, comedian has been working here. Why didn't we get any of the circus acts? Why have we got only comedians? Because the circus acts take up too much space yeah. in I've the cubby hole. Also, they'd be, very visually, they'd be quite boring for radio for them to come in and juggle axes and then us to just describe what was happening. Well, between us, we have the gift of the English language. We should be able to describe... I mean, I, I, when I... When I was um, growing up in the Glassmere, there was a festival called Jim Rose, and it became absolutely legendary. It was the first time circus um, became a thing, you know, the Jim Rose Circus. But that really was terrible stuff. People lifting up huge weights with parts of the body not designed for that kind of thing. Look it up on the internet. Um, I have to say... Something to take with you after God bless. A bit of Googling after the show. God bless. Uh, look up Jim Rose Circus. I promise you, just put Jim Rose Circus lifting. And But remember, have your tea first. Um, Ian Smith has joined us. Um, sorry, you almost got lost there in the welter of uh, bewildering, Algonquin-style conversation. Oh, that's OK. I, I, there's a few moments where I wanted to chip in, but I thought, well, no-one knows who this voice is if I just... That's no, you haven't stopped me. To be fair, Ian, you'd have just joined the general throng of the show. Oh, no okay, problem okay. at all. Um, as I always like to do, I tell people that uh, you're on at 5:15 uh, this evening at the Underbelly, mm. Bristow Square, until the 25th, and your show is called Half Life. Now, uh, unfortunately, you are joining a long line of men, and they have been men coming oh, yeah. in and say, "My show is about how useless and miserable I am." The fact that yours is called Half-Life suggests that we might be travelling a well-travelled path here, no? No. It's oh, about, good. It's about our banging everything I do is. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> At last, a, a ray of sunshine is among us. Um, it's about... Um, how you rocked our house and all that stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, I went on holiday to Chernobyl this year. Oh, there we um, are. Was it even scared? Yeah. Because I'm a legend. Um, and um, speaking of rocking the house, yeah, go on. Just, just just back up a little. Beep beep. Okay. Let's back up. You've yeah, been yeah. you've been to Chernobyl. Yeah, you know when? the nuclear power plant. I do. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, Most people, are, I believe, are giving that the swerve this year. You, not you. You don't no. understand how difficult it is to find new topics for a fringe show, though, yeah. or, or, or new audiences. <laughs> yeah. Come to Chernobyl. Yeah. That, that why did exactly you go? Right. Why did you go there, Ian? Um, well, I went there because my, my brother, my brother's 33, mm -hmm. and um, he's never been abroad before. <laughs> so I asked him where he wanted to go. Benny Dorm is available, yeah. No, that's not my brother's vibe. My brother's vibe is very much, well, Chernobyl. Um, right. so he actually said, I want to go to Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what we did. Yeah. Um, is it, it must be quite cheap to go there. I imagine the... It's uh, very cheap. Yeah. Um, always good, cheap flights to a country that's technically at war. Yeah. Um, so and to, and to an area that, which might turn you green and yellow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. It's very. It's gone up a bit, though, because of the TV series. Yes. Hey, of course. In gentrified. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and uh, if I might, for just for one second, in all seriousness, mm. what was it like around there? Um, quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah just you quite. had the cafes to yourself, did you? Yeah. Well, you have to share the canteen with the staff who are repairing the nuclear power plant, which is quite a weird dynamic. Um, but yeah, it's just um, it was very quiet and empty and quite interesting. And have you managed to make a 45, 50-minute show out of this? Oh uh, no, <laughs> I, I dare say. I think it's a 12-minute <laughs> bit in the show. 
Um, but it's the pe thing people are most keen on. Of course. Was, this, was, your, was your brother interested? Did it go, you know, did it, was it everything he dreamed of? Yeah, my brother enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was really good. What, uh, did, what do you think his second trip out of the country will be? Um, I, we were looking at North Korea. Uh, fantastic. Oh, um, brilliant. But um, I managed to say that's more expensive. Uh, of course. Um, your, your show is called Half-Life, and I now get why it's called Half-Life. Yeah. For those who have got chemistry O-level, uh, or whatever the, now the, the equivalent is, half. why don't you just call it a been to Chernobyl? It'll be queuing around the block. <laughs> Because sometimes... <laughs> I've been to Chernobyl me T-shirts, so we've got, you'll be yeah, queuing yeah. around the block. Listen, Danny, I know you're, you're a commercial man to your yeah. core, but at the Edinburgh Fringe, there's a place for a little bit of subtlety, actually. You want to leave the Chernobyl That's surprise... That's why you're begging for money in buckets. Well, <laughs> yes, you've, 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 you've cut me to my core, there, Danny. <laughs> now, you were lucky uh, in that... I don't know if you bumped into our previous guest, Simon Brodkin. I'm not think, not no kind of um, comedic rivalry, oh, yeah. but, of course, these days, I think it's very difficult for Manchester United fans, albeit from the lovely town in the north-east of... Mm. Um, to be near Manchester City fans. I imagine that is also kind of nuclear reaction. Yeah, well, it's, it's just really sad. It's, um, yeah, being a Man United fan is, is just... Um, I found that, like, I, do, I, I like football on a very academic level. So a lot of the things I'm talking about are, like, club structures and um, directors of football and what Liverpool have done with the structure of their staff, um, which isn't really what football should be about, but... It's become more or, of an academic... Or, or I suggest mm. comedy, but go on. No, oh, well... Do I mean, people like it? Oh, I, I don't talk about it on stage. Oh, God, I thought... No, that would be... That would be I've been in Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I've Let's been in Chernobyl now. Directors of football, everybody. Yeah, Coming up no, next. It's, it's too big a gear shift. Um, it is. That. Yeah, yeah. So do you think Man United are not being well run at the moment, then? Well, no. No, I don't think they are. You don't, you, I feel like you've you led me into a real... Um, there's no chance of me getting invited to United now. I think you Ed Woodward. Yeah. I just mentioned you've been to Chernobyl. Yeah, I think, I think Woodward, if you're listening, <laughs> you're, you're, out, you're, on your, you're going out on an absolute lunatic's run here, mate. You're, anyone else in this position, you probably wouldn't be in your job, but you're sacking people left, right and centre. Your days are numbered. That's exactly what we wanted. I said it's been the best bit of the whole show so far. <laughs> and, uh, because you seem like a pretty remarkable guy and you've been in Chernobyl, can I ask you this? Were you the, were you the only Man United fan who wanted Jose Mourinho to stay? Oh, no, I don't think I wanted Mourinho to stay. But what, I, what I'm concerned about was his appointment in the first place. And I think he was doing probably as good a job as he could have done in that situation. But what I, what, the only thing I didn't like really about Mourinho is his like, self-destructive press conferences. I I, it was just like um, miser miserable and sort of created a bit of a like, disease of like, this culture of negativity and stuff. So um, other than that, I think um, he sort of did fine, really. <laughs> He didn't. <laughs> Listen, thank you, Ian. That's been brilliant. That's Ian uh, Smith, comedy uh, comedian and a Manchester United a fan who is... Uh, you can go and see his show at the Underbelly. Um, it's called Half-Life. And next year's show is called Two Heads Are Better Than One. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.